Welcome to the Bible Conversation Podcast with Chris, Dan, and Dylan. Let's have a conversation. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, whenever y'all are listening to this. It's a good time to be here and uh, to be bringing y'all another week of content. So uh, we're excited for this week's episode. You know, we are a week away from Christmas. That's crazy. I, I don't know about y'all. What, what's y'all's favorite holiday? Christmas. Yeah, I like Christmas. I like Halloween too, but I like Christmas. Okay. See, <laughs> see I'm a really big Thanksgiving guy, but I'm also a really big Christmas. Yeah. And so, honestly, my favorite holiday is whatever holiday is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Typically, it means a lot of good food. Yeah, exactly. Good food. Most of the time, sports, either football or basketball. and mm-hmm. um, Good food, good sports, family time. Yeah, the holidays are awesome. And, yes, and, uh, honestly, the holiday, the whole fall season, it just kind of flows together. I, I oh, like yeah. it a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, anyways, that, that just brings a whole feeling of, of excitement, a whole feeling of joy, which, hey, guess what? That's what we're talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish you guys could see the look on Dylan's face right now. Um, for those of you that have kids, a four or five-year-old little boy that wakes up on Christmas morning just excited to open his presents <laughs> – that's kind of what Dylan looks like right now. Like his, his shoulders are hunched up. He's got his hands together. He's smiling. He's just he is excited. And I, and I am too. I'm I'm ready about. I'm ready for this one. Oh yeah. Well, it's because it's because the topic. You know, we're talking about joy, and it it really makes me joyful to talk about joy, which is kind of funny. You know, it's a circular reasoning. I guess I don't know. Um, but did y'all have any opening comments just about joy in general before we? kind of dig into our study because i know we've all got verses that we want to share um but i wasn't sure if y'all had things that you know fun stories or anything just about joy that you're like hey this this is what makes me joyful what what do y'all got you know i i don't know that i really have much right now um as we get into it and as i kind of share my my thoughts on joy and and my understanding of joy I'll, i'll definitely have a couple things to share but i think right now i'm okay i'm good yeah, I think so too. I'm looking forward to uh, talking about joy. I'm joyful about talking <laughs> about joy, you know. So I think it'll be fun and uh, it'll be good. It'll awesome. be good. Well, if y'all will uh, turn with me to Nehemiah chapter eight, uh, this is where I'd like to start us off because honestly, this might be one of the most well-known passages that talks about joy, um, and even though it comes from a lesser-known book of Nehemiah. You know, we don't really turn to Nehemiah a whole lot um, (laughs) in typical Bible study, but it's got a lot of good stuff in there. And it's got a really well-known passage about joy. Um, But in Nehemiah uh, 8, verse 10, um, it says, And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm -hmm. Um, If we read this in in context, really understand what's going on here. Um, uh, Nehemiah and Ezra, they're both... uh, big characters in this book are instructing the the Israelites the law of the Lord. They've come back from captivity in Babylon. They and Ezra and Nehemiah are leading the people back to God and, and they're reading the um the law of Moses that was that had been lost from from these from the Israelites for so long and and uh they're telling them all about God and how good he is and and how they should be following him and um and then Nehemiah gets into how when you obey God, when you when you love God, then God's going to be joyful because you're obeying Him, and that's what gives you strength. Yeah. Well, and so I've I've been doing a, a study of some of the Old Testament books with some of the teens that I work with, 
And we actually just went over Nehemiah on Tuesday. Uh, and so we read through all of Nehemiah. And the week prior, we read through all of Ezra. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how much these two books coincide. And so, oh, yeah. so Ezra, just a quick to go along with what you were saying, Dylan. Yeah. Ezra is about the rebuilding of the city of Jerusalem. Yep. Uh, the uh, the Persian king has given Ezra and and some of the exiles the ability to rebuild, and it took it took a, I think seventy years in order to start rebuilding the city and get it completed. Yeah. But they didn't have the wall completed. Yeah. And so Nehemiah comes in, and he he's the cupbearer of the king of Artaxerxes cupbearer and he says hey can i you know can i go rebuild the wall and so the king basically gives him vacation to go rebuild a city wall (laughs) of one of his provinces right like if i were to ask for a vacation to go rebuild the city wall like there's no way i get it (laughs) and the 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 funny thing about that is like the relationship between those two had to be oh yeah had to be good yeah but Nehemiah gets here and he they finish building the wall. It says they finish it in fifty two days. Yeah. An entire city wall in fifty two days. And it's cool when you look at that, the way they were able to do it is because they worked as a team. Yeah. Nehemiah is probably the greatest leader that we yeah. can look to as an example of how to lead people. Well, and some of them had spears or weapons in their hand as yeah. they were building, right? Like oh, yeah. their their right hand had a had a spear and a weapon, their left hand they were building the wall. Yeah, had a hammer. And so nobody was nobody was left out. Everybody yeah. was building. But the reason that it's so important that he starts reading the law is because, well, they've got their holy city back. Yeah. They are able to live in Jerusalem again. Yep. And if they are going to do so, they need to not make the mistakes that they made that led them into captivity in the first place. Yeah. And so I think it's really cool that he gets to this point, right? Like they've rebuilt the wall, they've rebuilt the city, and he's saying, listen, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I think that's awesome. Just having that background, you know, I mean, two weeks, two weeks ago, I wouldn't have been this aware of it, but yeah. it's, I don't know, it's just awesome to me. And as you're talking about the relationship between Nehemiah and Ezra, um, they're, they're both so big, but in verse nine of chapter eight, you can see right there, it kind of plainly tells you what their relationship is. Nehemiah, who was the governor and Ezra was the priest and scribe. So Nehemiah, you know, he's kind of in charge of the people. Ezra is trying to, um, encourage people spiritually speaking um and and that's the relationship as leaders of the nation of israel at this time and uh so that's kind of cool understanding that relationship but like you're saying chris uh that nehemiah is saying the joy of the lord when you when you love god when you obey god that joy that 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 the lord has that's going to be your strength that's Mm -hmm. what's going to strengthen you to be able to to carry on and and to be faithful to him um well, mm-hmm. right before he said that, he said, do not mourn or weep. Yeah. All the people, after having yeah. heard the word of God, they started to weep. And they wept because they realized that they had messed up. Like, they didn't do yeah. it right. Mm-hmm. And he says, don't mourn or weep. Go your way, eat the fat, and drink sweet wine, and send your uh, and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready. For this day is holy to our Lord, and do not be grieved. Mm-hmm. And so as we talk about this idea of joy, right, we... You know, we all know the verse in James, right? That, uh, you know, count it all joy, my brothers, when you yeah. encounter trials of various kinds. But that that's not all that joy comes from. Joy yeah. doesn't just come from trials. Yeah. And it can come from good times, too. And, in fact, most of the time, I would argue, it does. Oh, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. anyway, so we're talking here about the, the strength that we gain is mm-hmm. is because we're obeying God, because we're following God. It, it gives him joy. It gives us strength. Um, so Dan, you got something else, uh, another verse to talk to us about joy. 
Yeah, yeah, I've got uh, in Deuteronomy, um, I was just over there a second ago, Deuteronomy chapter 28, um, <clears throat> beginning in verse 47, and you this is Deuteronomy 28, Deuteronomy 28, okay. yeah, beginning in verse 47, and um, you know, it's kind of buried in a context where, you know, <laughs> we're talking about, uh, you know, trials and persecutions, uh, not all of those things, uh, you know, necessarily are needed for for joy but um this is a context where god is talking to them about about cursings and he's talking about uh, blessings and and here he's actually talking about what's going to happen to them if they're disobedient uh so that's kind of interesting but in all the the thickets of that you know um very very strong rebuke and that god is giving them he he does say this and i think this is good he says he because you did not serve the Lord your God, he's talking about their punishment, basically, but he says it's because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart. Um, so, and then he says, for the abundance of everything. So I just, this passage kind of stuck out to me because, you know, here it's telling us we're supposed to serve the Lord with joy and gladness of heart. It's like, okay, God uh, wants you to be doing that. Yeah. He wants you to be doing that. He wants you to be serving with joy and gladness. And it's kind of weird maybe for us reading it because it's like, how can you command someone to be joyful? You know, just be happy, you know, (laughs) no, stop, stop crying, be happy, you know, be joyful. And we kind of understand the difference, of course, but um, still, you know, how do you tell someone to be joyful? And he kind of explains, doesn't he, in that verse, he says for, you know, you could say because of the abundance of everything, because you have so much, you know, and so, you know, how can we, joy gives us strength. Uh, but we also need to be thinking about too, um, you know, why are we joyful? Yeah. You know, where, where, how can we develop this, this joy? And, um, it, it's really quite easy once you just start what we've got the song, right? Count your many blessings. Yeah, you know, yeah. once you just start doing that, counting your blessings, I think, um, there's a lot to be joyful about, you know, there's always sad things in our life, but, um, I think overall we always have more to be joyful about than we do to yeah. be sad about. Yeah. I think it's interesting you bring up the point about, you know, how can you command someone, be happy, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Because that just, it doesn't really work that way. Um, right, right. But I think that's <laughs> that's the difference between joy and happiness. Sure. Um, and you mentioned there there is a difference. And, um, and one of the ways that I can just really wrap my mind around it in understanding the difference between joy and, and happiness is kind of actually breaking down joy into an acronym. <laughs> when uh, when J-O-Y, joy, is an acronym, it stands for Jesus, others, yourself. And when you live that way, uh, when, you know, here God is telling them to, to serve the Lord with joyfulness, to, to, in other words, put others before yourself, when you live that way, it does cause true joy. It, it, it creates this joyful feeling inside of you. And, and that's something that you can tell someone, you know, put others before yourself. Mm-hmm. It will cause joy. Do this. Mm-hmm. You can't tell someone, just be happy, you know? <laughs> like, for example, my, when I was a kid and after I got set uh, upset, my dad would always say, you know, you can get glad in the same britches you got mad in. <laughs> and um, and while that's just, you know, one of those, like, dad sayings, it's, you can't really just tell someone, be happy, and then they're happy. It, it, Mm-hmm. doesn't work that way, but you can tell someone, put others before yourself, live in this way, and it will create a joyful feeling, you sure. know? Yeah. 
So and you can count your blessings, you know, and yeah. and that's kind of the point. Actually, I wanted to connect this with another verse real quick. I know you got a thought there, Chris, too. But in Ezra six twenty two, you guys were talking about some of the interesting how joy is kind of a theme through these letters. And I noticed mm-hmm. in Ezra chapter six verse twenty two, this this kind of connects with Deuteronomy. But Ezra six twenty two, you know, it says that they kept the feast of the unleavened bread seven days with joy. Uh, how? Why? For the Lord made them joyful. And so really, it's not always so much the Otis on us. It, it is. We have a responsibility, obviously. We need to be the ones who count our blessings and see that, have that perspective. But um, really, by and large, it's God that is providing us with this great joy. We just need to acknowledge it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the acknowledging, like you're saying, is mm-hmm. to count our blessings. Yeah. When, when we don't do that, when we don't go through these steps that we're talking about when God yeah. provides that joy for us right. then we won't be receiving it. We'll, we won't be joyful if we don't That's count right. our blessings, if we don't put others before ourselves. Yeah, take those opportunities to serve to see the Lord Jesus. Exactly. Yeah, others. exactly. You know, as you guys are talking about it, I, I want to dig in a little bit to the difference, right? We've, we've kind of touched on the difference a little bit mm-hmm. and, and I think you did a great job there, you know, making joy into an acronym. <laughs> um, one of the ways that I like to differentiate between joy and happiness, right? Like you can't tell someone to be happy, but you can tell someone to be joyful. You see it throughout all the mm-hmm. scriptures. Well, why is that the case? Well, it's the knowledge that we have that gives us joy. And so you just said a second ago, and, and I, it kind of just hit me, but you said we have to acknowledge that God has given us these gifts and that gives us joy. Well, in order to acknowledge something, you have to know Mm -hmm. that it is a thing. You have to have knowledge of such a thing. You cannot acknowledge what you don't know. Right. And so acknowledging that God has given us this means that we understand that God has given us so many blessings. And I'm about to get into the greatest blessing that God has given us. Yeah. Um, But in order to acknowledge it, we have to know it. And the knowledge is what brings us joy. The knowledge of it is what brings us joy. And so to me, my understanding, is that joy is knowledge. And specifically, Mm -hmm. as we look at Romans chapter 15, starting in verse 8, it says, For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written, and it goes on from, from a at least one verse there, probably multiple verses put together. That's typically how it works in Romans. But verse 13, may the God of hope, again, we, we had our, our simple simple things, hope, uh, a little while back, right? And again, that's a knowledge that, you know, that Jesus is here for us. Well, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. And this is the, the key part to having that joy, right, is in believing. Right. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Right. The the joy that we get comes from a belief mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. And if we don't believe in Christ, we don't have joy. Can we have happiness? Yeah, of Absolutely, course. Yeah. We can have happiness. There's a lot of things mm-hmm. that make me happy. Like yeah. a, Whataburger. <laughs> That'll make me happy. I know. I called Dylan one one night, and he was pulling up to some fast food, and I was like, "Dylan, is that Whataburger?" And of he said, it was. "Yes, <laughs> yes, and it so, was." Just just the idea that that joy comes from knowing Jesus, man. That is just yeah. just awesome to me. That's just so awesome. And 
the joy that we have on a day-to-day basis, right? If we don't follow Jesus, if we don't know Jesus, and we don't acknowledge that God has given us Jesus, mm-hmm. we're just not going to have that joy. Now, here's the, the really big kicker, I think, <laughs> when we're talking about joy and happiness. And joy comes from from knowing that Christ is is our Savior mm-hmm. versus happiness. It's What it is, it's a, a temporary versus a long-lasting. Right. Happiness right. is... Wow, that burger made me happy for 10 minutes, but then it's gone. <laughs> and, and my the, tummy is full. And and the joy that we yeah. get from Christ, that is a never-ending joy. Yeah. Well, once right. you once you believe in Christ and, and recognize who he is as the Son of God, mm-hmm. then it brings you joy. And that's something that, that sticks with you, even through, like you mentioned in James, the troubling times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, right. I think that's the really big difference. It's temporary versus eternal. Eternal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and this topic, right? I mean, I've already seen how we can branch out in so many different oh, ways yeah. and talk yeah. about so many different oh, things, yeah. uh, specifically about being in Christ, right? And, yeah. and how we get that joy from knowing Christ and being in Christ. And But I just, I want to encourage all of our listeners, if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know who he is, please reach out to us. We would love to tell you what we know about him. There's we, a reason that Chris says that, you know, I'm, I'm giddy sometimes. <laughs> He's sitting here like a, a four-year-old waiting for Christmas morning. It was five. Uh, a five-year-old <laughs> waiting for Christmas morning. Um, I, I don't know if it's because, you know, I always see the glasses half full or, or whatever it may be, but there are very few times that I have a frown on my face. I'm just, I'm so excited because I understand who Jesus is. But I also get to work in a church where I can help other people understand who Jesus is. Yeah. And it, it, man, when you talk about changing your life, Christ can change your life like, yeah. mm-hmm. like nothing else. It's, it really is the greatest news ever mm-hmm. in the world. So, you know, I've actually got a story about that. Yeah. So after you tell your story, okay, I want to put a plug in for something that we're going to be doing next week. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll turn it over to you once I tell this. So right. speaking of the greatest news um, and speaking of Christ, uh, there's a, a story that I heard one time and, you know, y'all may have heard it. I'm pretty sure it's gone viral before. It's a video on YouTube of this guy telling a story. Um, but he says, as this guy's telling the story, that when he was a, a younger child uh, his mom decided to teach him how to play piano and the reason was because she said that the greatest news can be found in eight notes in the scales and so she told him to play the scales and so he played them do re mi fa so la ti do and he said mom how is that the greatest news that doesn't make any sense (laughs) and she said well you played it the wrong way play it the other way so he played it backwards do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. And he still said, Mom, how was that the greatest news? That's just the scales. And she said, well, you played it the right way, but you forgot the pauses. Well, as he's learning to play piano as a young child, he got frustrated because he didn't understand. So he decided to just go outside and play. He said, forget it. I'm not going to understand what, what she's really saying. Well, years later, his mom had passed away and he still remembered what she had told him to play the, the scales, the eight notes, and to um, play them in reverse order with the pauses in certain, in certain spots. 
and that that contained the greatest news in the world. He still didn't understand what she was saying, but he decided to sit down at a piano and see if he could make sense of what she was saying. And so he played what she had told him to play. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. And those eight notes contained the greatest news in the world. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. (laughs) See, Christ not only came into the world, but he's coming again. That's really what that song, Joy to the World, is all about. Because it's a song looking forward to the day that Christ comes again. If you look into the history of that song, Joy to the World, it's about the second coming of Christ. It's about joy to the world. The Lord has come. We're looking up to the clouds. We're looking up to to the heavens where Christ is, is coming. And he's going to call us all home. That's joy. Yeah. That we're looking forward to that day. And those eight notes, those it's that scale when you play it in reverse order with the pauses has the greatest news in the world so that's that's kind of what i want to leave everyone with today that i'm i'm walking around with a smile i'm <laughs> i am happy i am joyful because of jesus chris you got a plug for us yeah i do uh thank you for that story that's that's awesome it's a Really cool story. I actually hadn't heard that until today. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, Jesus is the good news. You know, he's, he is why we are joyful. Yep. So the plug that I've got, I I want everybody, I hope if you, if you can't hear us well, please turn it up because this is, this is really, really awesome news. And I'm, I'm getting super excited about this. Yeah. Next week on Wednesday from 4.30 p.m. To 6.30 p.m. December 23rd. December 23rd. That's the day. Yeah. yeah. December 23rd, 2020. 2020. Just in case you're listening to this in 2021, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> but December 23rd, 2020, from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m., we are going to be a, doing a live event on Facebook. All right? So we're going to be going live. Uh, and, and what we're going to be doing is raising funds for all of the, at least the ones that we know of, mm-hmm. church camps throughout the nation that have suffered this year. Uh, we've we've got at least five or six different church camps that that have uh, I guess agreed with us to to be a part of this and uh, and we're just excited and so if you haven't please go and like our Facebook page and and turn say on your, notifications turn on notifications click interested in the event because I promise you're going to want to be a part of this we have guests coming in from some of these different camps who are going to come and talk to us about these camps and we have already raised some funds that we can match donations. Up to over five thousand dollars, guys. That's it's just amazing. Every we, donation that is made, and you you choose the camp that you yes. want to donate to. We have the links of all these different camps on there. You just mm-hmm. got to click on that link and choose your camp. Send us an email with a copy of that receipt. Yep, and we'll match it. We will match it. So we are so excited about this. Uh, we we could not really be more excited. In yeah. fact, this this idea kind of came up in the last last week or so, and we've been uh, just. Man, we've been busy with it, and, and it's making calls, promoting stuff, yeah. uh, doing all all kinds of things to yeah. get the word out there. And we want all y'all to be part of it. Yes, and so as much as we can promote it, we will. But we can only do so much. 
we are just three guys who who work at the same church. <laughs> but you, our listeners, you have a reach that we do not have because you have people who we don't know. And so what I want to encourage you to do is please share this news, not just the good news of Christ, not just the joy that we have, but also what's going to be happening on Wednesday and how we can further spread that joy. We can further spread the good news in more years to come through these camps. Through these camps. Yeah. So the whole purpose of, of this fundraiser, this promotion event is to help out the church camps over the summers, because as we all know, 2020 has been a, um, well, it's, it's been a fiasco <laughs> and, um, and we just want to help people get back on their feet and, and, and do what they do best, which is serve the Lord and share with others the love they have for Christ. So that is my plug. Yeah. Um, we will on Monday, uh, whether we have our normal conversation start or we have another promotion is, is yet to be determined. But what we want to do is encourage you now, be ready for that. Go mm-hmm. click on our, our Facebook page, like our Facebook page, click interested on our event, keep those notifications on and tune in Yep. and tune in. And once we go live, share it. Because we want to reach Share as many people donate. as we can. Share it and donate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have the funds, if you have the availability, please donate. Even if it's just 25 bucks, that becomes $50 when we match it. Yep. So. It does. It does. So anyway, uh, I appreciate all you guys. I'm going to give it over to Dylan to close this out. But um, I love all of you and I thank all of you. This has been a, a great year. First first year of our podcast. Not a full year. I know. But it's been a great first year. <laughs> we are almost almost to the finish line of the first year. It's <laughs> It's been really exciting. You know? Um, the reason that we're doing this whole fundraiser is because it's actually going to be our 50th episode. So (laughs) that's another exciting thing. We're, we're wrapping up on one year. Um, but season two is going to be right around the corner. And so we're excited about that as well. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you go ahead and close this out, Dylan. All righty. I appreciate all of our listeners. We love y'all. Um, please, please stay tuned. Please check us out on Facebook. Um, and please tell other people about the joy that we find in Christ. Thank you so much for listening to the Bible Conversations podcast. I want to tell you about a couple of ways in which you can be involved or help us out. You can like us on Facebook and share our posts. You can send us an email at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can even leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We're also partnering with Ministry League. This is a wonderful app full of so many different resources to help you grow your faith. We love you all. Now let's go start a conversation.